Welcome to the Thriving in the Kingdom podcast with me, Vincent Kodongo. This is a place where you learn how to function optimally in the Kingdom of Heaven through the application of its timeless principles. So we've been speaking about uh, Kingdom Keys for Walking in the Supernatural and we've been focusing for quite a number of episodes on the sixth key which is to be filled with the manifest presence of God, to be filled with the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. And so we have discussed several benefits uh, uh, of being filled with the manifest presence of God. And this is, uh, 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 so far, we have, we have done 13 benefits. So today we continue with the discussion on the benefits uh, of the manifest presence of God by speaking about the, 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 the 14th benefit, the 14th benefit. So the 14th benefit, which will be our last, it may not be the, this may, this list may not be exhaustive. Uh, if you study the scriptures, you may find others, but we have covered quite a number. So the 14th benefit uh, is the manifest presence of God convicts unbelievers of sin. The manifest presence of God convicts unbelievers of sin. The manifest presence of the Holy Spirit convicts unbelievers of sin. Uh, you know, many times we normally one we people think that uh, that uh, it is because of their persuasion, their arguments, that the believers, uh, non-believers, come to accept the, the message of the gospel. Uh, but you see, uh, there's a special, there's a supernatural factor because the scripture says the scripture says this in Second uh, Corinthians chapter the verse chapter three. Uh, uh, chapter 4 verse 3 and 4 speaks about that if the gospel be hid to us if the gospel be hid to unbelievers it's because the God of this age has blinded them so that they do not see the light of the gospel so the blockage of them uh, receiving the gospel is not just natural it is uh, supernatural that is in this case it's uh, demonic forces blocking them satanic forces powers uh, blocking them let me just read it uh. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 and 4, it says, And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age, that is Satana, has blinded them, has blinded the mind of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So you see, it's a supernatural blockage of, a, of light, light from the gospel. It's supernatural. It's not just their minds, their, their 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 intellectual understanding. So trying to argue with them is not sufficient. If, if uh, that blockage is still there, that blinding is still there. So, so therefore, how do you remove that blinding? The manifest presence of God, the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at uh, at uh, Acts chapter uh, six, uh, not Acts, but John chapter sixteen, verse. 7 to 11. John chapter 16, verse 7 to 11. And this is Jesus, the Lord Jesus himself speaking. Eh? <clears throat> it says, telling his disciples, eh? when he was still mentoring them, he was telling them this eh? <clears throat> uh, from verse 7. He says, but I tell you the truth. It is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the counselor, that's the Holy Spirit, eh? the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. In regard to sin 
because men do not believe in me. In regard to righteousness, because I'm going to the Father, where you can see me no longer. And in regard to judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. The prince of the world is Satan. So as you can see here, uh, the scriptures is saying uh, through Jesus uh, that uh, that when the, the counselor, uh, the Holy Spirit uh, comes, he will convict the world of, of guilt in relation to sin, righteousness, and judgment. So it is the Holy Spirit who convicts non-believers. Uh, uh, he removes the barrier by his power. He removes the power, the barrier in the spiritual realm so that they can see the light of the gospel. And then, and then he convicts them of sin, righteousness, and judgment. You see? So, so it's supernatural. Supernatural. So if you want to experience supernatural evangelism, power evangelism, you want to experience uh, supernatural backing for your evangelism, you have to have the factor of the Holy Spirit, the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit, the manifest presence of God. Yeah? So let's also, let's look at uh, an illustration of how that happened. Uh, in, uh, if we go to Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, uh, uh, maybe I just read the first uh, few verses uh, of chapter 3. says, uh, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated, uh, separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit enabled them. You see, so what happens after that is like there were a number of people, for, uh, 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 Jews and other people from other other uh, languages who spoke other native languages who had them speaking in these languages, eh? and they were missed. And some of them were making fun of them that they were drunk. But now, after that is when Peter now came and he started explaining to them. So he says, uh, from verse fourteen, the scripture says this, or chapter two of Acts, he says, <coughs> then <coughs> it says. Uh, then Peter stood up with the eleven, the eleven apostles, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen to what I say. These men are not drunk as you suppose. It is only nine in the morning. No, this is what the pros was spoken of, uh, spoken by the prophet uh, Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they will prophesy. Then it continues all along. Uh, then we go to, I jump to verse 21. Where it says, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Yeah, will be saved. See, so... Then he continues and explains, gives a narrative and the background of the context in which the way Jesus uh, was accredited by God and, uh, with signs and wonders and, and how historically the prophets had spoken about him and about how God had sent him now to come and uh, uh, save the people. So what happened is that now after these people uh, had all this, it is it, uh, from verse 37 it says this, uh, when the people heard this, they were cut 
to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With, uh, with many other words he warned them, and he pleaded with them, Save yourself from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. So you see, here we have a situation whereby whereby they were, the people are baptized with the Holy Spirit. They were been praying and asking God for the Spirit. They were tarrying, as Jesus had asked them to do. They were praying in the upper room, and the Holy Spirit came down in a powerful way. And uh, Peter explains to the people this was what was prophesied by the prophet Joel. And now he's explaining to the people who are not born again what it is that is happening to the 120 disciples. And as he just explained, remember it was not a planned crusade like the ones we have. It was not like a planned outreach evangelism. They were, he was just explaining, <clears throat> having been baptized with the Holy Spirit, under that still under that fresh power, that fresh grace, that fresh anointing the presence of God, the manifest presence of God, being filled with the presence of God, with the Holy Spirit. As he was just explaining, people were cut to their hearts. And then <clears throat> the number of people who get, got born again were 3,000 people. 3,000 people is a large church for many people, many towns and cities. Huh? It's, a, it's a large church. Of course, in these modern days, we have uh, churches that are, are quite large, 20, 10,000, 20,000, even some have 50,000 and even more than that. Yeah, I think the highest we have had in terms of being in the same church, we used to have uh, of, uh, the South Korean church led by Yongi Cho, Pastor Yongi Cho, which was like 700,000, you see. So churches have grown over the years. Huh? <clears throat> but in this time, these days, and that, that age, that age, probably the first century, <clears throat> uh, uh, what happened is that this, this, what happened on that day, that was a massive crowd. They had the gospel and they got saved immediately, that, that, that whole number. So that was a miracle. It was supernatural working of the Holy Spirit to convict sinners of sin, rashness, and judgment and usher them into the kingdom of heaven. So you see, the manifest presence of God, the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit convicts unbelievers of sin. <clears throat> um, uh, a modern-day example of, uh, uh, in terms of modern-day history, uh, <clears throat> of example of this is uh, uh, a minister called Charles Finney, Charles Grandison Finney. Uh, so Charles Finney was an, an, an evangelist who was quite anointed and impactful. And uh, a minister also, uh, I think, was also a theologian <clears throat> and uh, also pastored at some point. So what happened... Uh, is that you because he was a man of prayer he was so full of the spirit of god eh? so full of this uh, he had the manifest presence of god in his life so so much so that <clears throat> when he went to a particular factory the because of the presence of god in his life the holy spirit eh? people who are just working began uh, experiencing the conviction of their sins the conviction of their sins what we read in, in uh, John chapter 16 and to the point where but he, had, he didn't even preach 
he wasn't even preaching he was just around there and the conviction of the sins by the holy spirit in them by the manifest presence of god are, are on in his life and they started now repenting confessing and they gave their life to jesus christ so you see supernatural intervention supernatural uh backing to evangelism uh to the to soul winning let me say so see so the manifest presence of god convicts unbelievers of sin so as we conclude the episode i would like you to reflect on your life like when you think about the way you have uh, the people you have uh, uh, been around you whether family and friends colleagues or even when you go to evangelize <clears throat> do you experience difficulty and do you insist on just arguing arguing with people <clears throat> or do you take the approach of what you have uh, uh, just discussed about the the manifest presence of, God, of the holy spirit's role in uh the holy spirit's role in evangelism the holy spirit's role, role in convicting sinners huh? of uh in convicting unbelievers of their sins yeah, of sin rashness and judgment is that what you normally do do you depend on yourself and your your intellectual arguments or do you depend on uh, the holy spirit do you walk in the fullness of the presence of god when you reach there are many stories of people who are prayerful like praying somebody called Hyde people used to call it he was used to pray so much he was called praying Hyde when you spend so many hours praying when he comes out to evangelize to people because he's full of the spirit many people are just getting born again many people are just accepting Christ why because he was full of the spirit of god who's convicting people so it's not just his uh, it was not just uh, his uh, arguments it is a supernatural activity of the spirit of god convicting the sinners <clears throat> and uh, uh, still we're just still like uh, 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 posing posing this to you for reflection eh? <clears throat> that uh, what first corinthians chapter 2 chapter 2 verse 1 to 5 says it says uh, Paul, apostle paul speaking to the corinthians he says When I came to you brothers I did not come with eloquence of superior or or superior wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God for I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified simple message yeah I came to you in weakness and fear with much trembling my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words but with a demonstration of the spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom but on God's power. So you see the Holy Spirit's role. Apostle Paul is giving is is revealing here to the Corinthians the secret of his ministry. Yeah. Uh, 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 basically is explaining to them why they got born again. What made them God is the conviction, the power of the spirit of God at work. But for us who read it later, it's like the secret of the ministry is the, the power of the spirit of God convicting sinners to come to Jesus Christ. So is that the kind of a uh, uh, approach to soul winning that you have or do you use arguments? If you have been blessed by this episode, I would like you to uh, subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes and also you can uh, share the same with a friend, a colleague, 
a family member and maybe even on your social media platform because you don't know who might benefit from the same even your your your, your leaders in church uh, especially the ones who engage in evangelism so they just remember they may already know but just a reminder of the dependence on the power of the holy spirit uh, to convict non-believers of sin rashness and judgment so that they don't just be relying on tactics and talents and strategies by crafted by human beings uh, without the backing of the spirit there's nothing wrong with strategies as long as there's a backing of the power of the spirit of god so may god bless you